This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa on Pulse 95. Now it is that time of the week where we hit up our favorite fitness couple for their exercise, health and wellness advice. Mr. and Mrs. Muscle, Mike and Viv are back. They are here. What are we talking about today? Well, we're asking that question, cardio versus weight training. What's the advantage of both of those? Which one is better? How much should you be doing? Plus carb cycling is this something that you've heard about this is uh, something that i saw just recently we're going to be asking them about what that is it's a way of structuring your eating uh, and some say that it can have dramatic effects on how you lose weight we're starting the discussion next on life beats on pulse 95 so make sure you get your questions in for them now we are going to be on instagram live and you can get us on the text lines too 2415 on Interstellar and 2022 on Do. It's Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. All right, all right. Hello and good morning and welcome to the second hour of Life Beats. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the interview with Estras M. Suarez. Of course, that is going to be up later on in our podcast. If you missed it, incredible photographer, incredible experience. Um, and really, he had advice that you just want to listen to over and over again. No matter whether you're a photographer, whether you do something else, uh, you know, his advice uh, about, you know, keep shooting, keep moving and uh, adjusting. Just incredible. Uh, amazing. Amazing. Love that interview. That's going to be up on our podcast. But right now it is time to welcome at least one half. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. Mike, hi. Good morning. Hi. How are you? I'm very, very good. It's good to have you. Viv is going to be here. Yes, stuck in, in, a, in a few moments. Um, but yeah, we've got some interesting topics to talk about today. One we've been wanting to tackle for a while, uh, cardio versus weight training. Um, but as I was telling you uh, this week, I'd come across something called carb cycling. And I was like, what? Um, no, and it's not like, you know, you've got baguettes on a bicycle or something and, <laughs> you know, you go going a lot. No, this is not what we're talking about here. Um, this is actually a way of eating. I've heard some trainers kind of talk about it as something that could uh, transform the way that you lose weight if you are of a particular body type. Is that true? I'm not really sure how yeah, this all to, works. To an extent, it's true. So basically, carb cycling is the uh, manipulation of carb intake to match your body's need for energy or mm. glucose. Um, essentially how it works, depending on your goal, you'd structure high carb days or low carbohydrate days. Um, and you do that throughout the week. So so basically mm. some days you're eating like, a, you know, almost no carbs. Yeah, mainly vegetable, vegetable carbs. And we're talking low starch, uh, dark green fibrous vegetables. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. So not your, your potatoes. No. You leave those for your high carb days. Yes. And on your high carb days, you're eating the pastas, the rice, yes. the potatoes, the the bread, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah, pretty much the low GI stuff. So mm -hmm. if, if, if it's going to be the pasta and the uh, rice, it's going to be brown pasta, brown rice, uh, quinoa, those kind of things, sweet potato. Uh, you're, you're looking for the uh, high complex uh, carbs, low GI mm. to keep the blood, uh, blood glucose levels down. 
you're it, it's it's interesting because you think oh wow i'm gonna have a high carb day uh no white carbs don't do that no this is this is where it becomes dependent on the goal Okay. Um, so, so if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about carb cycling for weight loss, the focus is on a calorie deficit, and it's about promoting fat to be used as a fuel. So, you know, your typical structure would be two days off, one day on. Uh, on your off days, your carb sources again, like I said, would be fibrous vegetables uh, more than anything. They're the days off. Okay. That's, that's the days off, and you'd okay. make sure your protein intake is high. You'd make sure your you know your fat intake is there and steady because you're trying to promote uh, fat to be used as a fuel. Mm-hmm. On your on days, you'd be focusing again, like I said, on the low GI complex carbs, uh, the brown rice, wild rice, and so things, uh, so forth. So that's on the weight loss side of things. Now, if your goal was for muscle growth or performance, this is where carb cycling works very well for those um, that are heavily involved in sport and training. Your focus is on using those carbs for energy. Mm-hmm. So y- your, your focus is on recovery. It's on glycogen uh, re- replacement and replenishment. Your high carbs would be structured around the intensity um, of your training and weight training. So you might have white rice, for example, prior to training as a, as a pre-workout. And you may have it post-training uh, as a good way of replenishing the glycogen you would have lost during that high intense weight training session. So um, that's where a lot of people are not in the know when it comes to carb cycling and how to best use it to fit towards their goal. Okay, so different goals mean that you're going to be eating different things when it comes to the carbs and and the amount as well. Yes, as for the amount, um, again, this comes down to your macronutrients, calculating your calories if you know how to calculate them or if someone's there to help you. Mm. Um, I mean, I think we spoke a few weeks back about what we feel about calculating calories as opposed to just identifying when you're not eating too much um understanding it's not hard for you to understand what a high carb day is versus a low carb day because you you know what's on your plate yep Uh, and ideally you're eating not to be full but you're eating to be satisfied um as opposed to knowing exactly how much so it's still effective even if you don't know your calories as long as you're paying attention to your portions paying attention that's key okay so for training it's one thing but what about for losing weight? And particularly, I've heard, you know, for certain body types, this works as a better strategy um, than just a low calorie, low carb um, diet, you know. Yeah. How does it work? Okay, so if it, okay, so in terms of the body types, there's different ways of assessing someone's body type. We call it a somatotype. So you're looking at the, the general ones that people know, mesomorph, endomorph, ectomorph. Generally, an ectomorph is someone who's, you know, tall, slim, broad shoulders, they're, they're, they're quite thin. They usually struggle when it comes to putting weight on. So in terms of eating carbohydrates, they tend to need to have a lot. Their macronutrients are heavily geared towards high carbs. Someone like a mesomorph who's an in-between, puts weight on easily, puts muscle on easily, can lose it easily, kind of has a balanced profile. They can have high carbs, they can have low carbs. It's, it's quite usually quite good for them. Mm. Uh, those that are uh, endomorphic, who tend to put on weight very easily, hard to shift the weight, can also build muscle, would tend to have lower carbs. So if we're looking at body types, definitely carb cycling is very good for endomorphs or mesoendos, who are a mixture between the two. Okay. All right. That's really good to know. Um, do we know why that works, particularly for someone who's an endomorph? Um uh- I don't know, I've heard that you need to confuse your body's metabolism in order to kick it into gear. I'm yeah, sure. there's, there's, okay, so there's um, there's the aspect of shock, and, and this is used especially in, in exercise. Everyone hits a plateau, whether it's food, whether it's exercise. 
to break a plateau, you need to be shocked. So you need to do something different. Mm. Uh, and this is why people tend to do diets, but then they don't last very, very long. You, once you've broken that plateau, you tend to find a new plateau. With regards to the body type, those that are, are tend to be overweight don't process things like carbohydrates very, very well. They're, they're not able to convert that energy to be used straight away because they're not moving. So they're just focusing on storage, storage, storage. And this is why when they go on low carb diets, it's um, usually quite easy for them to drop weight quite quickly. Mm -hmm. But again, you hit that level of a plateau. So this is where carb cycling comes in to break that plateau. Rather than go low carbs continuously, take one or two days or three days of low carbs and then have a refeed day. And it's that refeed day that does a lot. There's a lot of benefits to that. Um, the, the, the benefits, you know, for a high carb refeed day is it helps to promote um, hormonal balance. Yeah, especially around the thyroid, which is in, in, in control of your metabolism. And this is what people say about kickstarting the metabolism. That tends to happen in the high carb day. Okay. As opposed to not having the carbs. Mm. Yeah. Um, in regards to things like uh, your leptin and ghrelin levels, these are the hormones that are for satiety. These are hormones that trigger your hunger and trigger your appetite. So with regards to um, refeeds, when you have a refeed, your leptin hormones go up. You feel happy. You're like, oh my gosh, this is the food that I was craving and missing out on. So um, that's that's where this all plays in. And it's great to kind of break that plateau because your body doesn't know what to expect. You know, ah, when am I having these carbs? When is my refeed? Yeah, I love it. This is so interesting. We are uh, talking to Mike Addo, uh, one half of Mr. and Mrs. Muscle, all about um, carb cycling, something I've just heard about recently, but apparently... Um, it works, particularly if you're an endomorph. Uh, if you've tried it, let me know. 4215 on Itasala, two on Do. We'd love to hear your story. Have you tried this? Is it something that maybe you think could really shake up your diet and hopefully shake up uh, your goals for losing weight, for training, whatever it is? If you've got questions, send them in as well. We'll be doing some Instagram live as well. More on Life Beats next on Pulse95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Really interesting conversation with Mike Addo, Mr. Muscle, uh, about carb cycling uh, that we were having just now. Um, but something that I want to ask you about, and this will lead us into the discussion as well about weights. Uh, versus cardio um, in terms of because we started talking about body types yep. and so does this now you know we've carb cycling could help different body types to lose weight that's one thing okay so does that the different body types does that influence whether you should be doing weights versus cardio <laughs> oh that's a very good question um not necessarily uh, and again this comes down to opinion um, there's huge benefits to both those types of exercise, which makes them both equally important. All right, let's um, break it down. Right. So in regards to cardio, let's start with cardio because it's the easiest thing to get into. Um, you're looking at the benefits of improved circulation. If you've, if you've improved your circulation, you're getting blood to the right areas. This has a huge effect. And I love talking about the hormonal side of things and the physiological side of things, but it has a huge effect in the entire body. That's something that, Weight training can do, but not as well as cardio. Um, you have an improved stamina. Again, that helps when it comes to later doing things like weight training, mm -hmm. improving your stamina to be able to continue lifting weights and last uh, a longer time. Mm -hmm. um, with regards to cardio, the thing that it does different to weight training is you burn more active calories. Okay. 
Yeah. And um, that means more calories while you're doing the exercise. Precisely. Okay. More than any other type of exercise. With cardio, you burn more active calories. Whereas weight training, you're burning more calories at rest, which we'll come to. Um, but it's also fantastic for strengthening your joints, increasing bone density. So there's a huge heap of uh, benefits that cardio provides that weight training uh, doesn't. Um, so in terms of saying which one is better, we personally think they're both equally important. Now, for someone who is, let's say, highly overweight, doesn't have a huge amount of muscle mass, mm -hmm. yes, you're going to want to start focusing on cardio because your stamina already is very, very low. You need to build that stamina up. So in terms of looking at body types, if you're overweight, you want to focus more on the cardio side of things, but definitely getting the weight training involved. Um, you're going to start by focusing on increasing your stamina, increasing your, uh, you know, how long you can last in a training session. You want to start getting very, very active. And, and it's again, it's easy for you to uh, for you to do. But then when we look at weight training, it has a whole different uh, host of benefits. You know, you're looking at increased muscle mass and strength. You're looking at more calories that you burn at rest. And even if I just stopped at those two points, the reason that weight training is very important is when we talk about fat burning, 60 to 75% of the fat that we burn actually comes from rest. 60 to 70 percent 60 to 70 if not 60 to 75 percent of the of, fat we burned comes from from the rest, rest from the rest from the from your resting metabolism post post workout post workout and even if you hadn't worked out because so we look at something called your basal metabolic rate and this basal metabolic rate is the rate of let's say calories you burn just being alive so waking up moving around going to the toilet you're burning calories doing these things um, and again, it's a that's, that's where a majority of the fat burning process takes place. So your focus, if you're trying to lose weight or burn fat, should be how can I increase my basal metabolic rate or how can I increase my resting metabolism? Mm. And to do that, things like weight training is very, very important. The more muscle mass you have, the more calories you burn at rest. The more fat you have, it's very, it's very, it's very different. You're burning less calories at rest. Yeah. What's the percentage difference that b between, you know, um, those who have quite a bit more muscle than those who just, you know, ha are flabby, basically. In in, re in regards to the percentage difference, it's very, very hard to tell because it's, it's down to your weight. It's down to, you know, the, the, the body structure you have. Sometimes mm. it's, down to, it's partly down to genetics as well. But it's more about the process that it takes to physically burn the fat. It's more about the fact that having more muscle, it, it, you expend more energy just carrying that muscle. Whereas fat is all about storage. It's all about you, you're not expending enough um, energy. So when we look at which is best you need to be focusing on both of those things you need to make sure to get that weight training involved um if not equal to the amount of cardio you do just someone who's a beginner again i would suggest get the cardio in um beforehand and just be consistent with it and make sure you build up that stamina 100 percent. okay 100 all right that's what we're looking at uh we are talking to mike addo mr muscle here in the studio we're talking uh, cardio versus weight training if you've got questions on that if you've got questions on body type and carb cycling that we've just been talking about, send that in as well. We're on Instagram Live as we speak right now. And you can even text in if you've got longer texts on the text line 24215. It's 2022 on do. More on Life Beats right after this. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Yes, we are back and 
really a great um, a few topics that we're discussing today with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. Good morning, Viv. Good morning. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Good to see you. Got a little bit stuck in traffic, but you're here now. I did, yes. um, Which we're so glad about because we get to hear your beautiful voice as well. Um, Lots of interesting topics that we're covering this morning with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. And uh, we've talked about carb cycling. We've talked about cardio versus weight training. That's what we started talking about just now. Um, So, Mike, uh, uh, we had a question from Maria come in asking about, um, you know, because you were talking about how most of the, the fat that we actually burn is in the rest state. That's when it happens. Yes. Um, so she was asking, so if we don't sleep, is that going to, um, if you don't sleep well, is that going to impact your fat burning abilities? Yeah, definitely. Um, and not just because you're not resting. When I say uh, rest, I don't necessarily mean just sleeping. But to answer Maria's question directly, Lack of sleep is going to lead your body to releasing more cortisol because of a high stress state. Mm -hmm. Now, sleep is the thing or one of the key things that helps to metabolize cortisol. And uh, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Cortisol is responsible for, you know, your water salt balance. It's responsible for uh, your metabolism. Um, If you have an overproduction in that particular hormone, um, what will end up happening is it leads to fat storage and fat accumulation around the stomach. So sleep is important. It breaks down the stress hormone. It allows you to recover. It allows you to stay, again, well-rested and into that fat-burning state. Yeah, really important. Um, What's interesting, actually, in the whole discussion around um, cardio versus weight training um, is how it can influence your insulin levels and how that can influence your training. 100%. Yeah, so how does that work? So again, when we we look at insulin, the basics are insulin is there to kind of shuttle glucose through the blood and into the muscles. And if the muscles are full and if the liver is full, insulin then takes the rest of that glucose and stores it away as fat. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, your focus is how do I now become more sensitive to insulin? How do I now utilize as much glucose stored in my body as possible? And um, this is where the focus on weight training uh, comes in. And cardio. Cardio helps to kind of lower your insulin levels. As I mentioned before, you're burning more calories at an active state. Mm -hmm. But in terms of doing the weight training, you're looking at physically trying to, um, we we call it glycogen depletion. Depending on the type of workout you're doing, those of you that have um, done high rep workouts that feel really stiff after doing that workout and, and really start to feel a burn and an ache inside your muscles, that's because the glycogen is being depleted. That glucose is being depleted out of your muscles. So this is where we start playing with the glucose and insulin levels. The moment those are lower, you start actively trying to make new glucose and you pull it from your fat source. We call this, I think I said it before, neoglucogenesis. That's a, I think that's the word, neoglucogenesis. Neoglucogenesis. Right, yeah. It sounds very weird saying, but that's your body trying to recreate new glucose to power you throughout the rest of your workout or throughout the day. So um, that's how it has an impact. Um, on the body. And then, so this impacts as well, what time of day is good to be uh, exercising as well? Because apparently, is your insulin level the lowest in the morning? Yes. And and I know Viv prefers to do cardio uh, in the morning. You prefer to do fasted exercise, fasted yes, training. Yeah. Um, you know, and in regards to your insulin being lower in the morning, the reason for this is people ignore it, but when we're sleeping, we're fasting. Yeah. You know, hence the term breakfast you know split it up you've got breaking that fast so your insulin levels are very very low in the morning and if you are training in a low state of insulin well where's this energy going to come from Mm. back to you trying to 
creating new glucose. Uh, but it's also beneficial to do cardio in the evening as well because cardio promotes the insulin level to go down. So I would say the best times for cardio is morning and evening as opposed to in the middle of the day. Okay. All right. So good times to be doing your cardio morning and evening. Um, what's your what's your schedule like, Viv, in terms of cardio versus weights when we're talking about that? Um, for achieving your personal goals, what what's what does your week look like when you break it down? Um, ooh, this is interesting because I actually like to do them both together. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, I'm very big on doing circuit style training, but using weights. So I would still use the main compound movements like uh, squats and deadlifts and um, like military shoulder presses and all sorts of variations but I wouldn't go to my maximum, obviously. I would go to about 65% of my uh, maximum strength. So let's say I'll do, mm, this is interesting, about maybe eight to 10 kg with um, some shoulder presses or maybe like a 40, 50 kg um, uh, back squats. And I'll do that in circuit form and um, I would have very minimal rest and this will obviously burn more calories, but I'm also working my muscles at the same time. So I'm getting both effects um, from the cardio training and the resistance style training. That sounds really clever to me. Is that what we're all supposed to be doing? <laughs> Just do it at the same time? I, I it recommend it. Like, I've, I've tried a session like that with and it is, it's, it's fairly intense and it's brutal, but Viv hit the nail on the head and you find what works for your body best. And she's getting the best of both worlds. She's, she's getting the cardio in, She's getting the muscle building in, uh, the weight training styled in. So for her, she's burning a hell of a lot of calories at rest. And during the session, she's, again, because of the, the fact that she's not using extremely heavy weight, she's able to continuously go for a long period of time. And to, to move quicker during yes. that time as well. Yes, yeah. So to keep your cardio up at the same time. That's really interesting. Yeah. And obviously, who has the time to do all of that, you know, to do cardio days and to do your yeah. um, weight training days so just combine them together yeah exactly and it could be about 30 minutes to 45 minutes maximum um i like to do about four rounds of about eight exercises hitting the whole body and i'll have at least i think two or three of those being leg uh, movements oh nice that's why you have the legs that you have. <laughs> That's exactly why. Thank you. If you've ever seen Viv working out, you know what we're talking about. That's amazing. That's incredible. We're going to come back in just a moment because we've had questions about um, shrinking fat cells. We need to talk more about fat cells because I have a feeling that they're quite evil things. <laughs> Don't ever go away. That's coming up on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Yeah, it's time to get physical with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle in uh, this last segment. Uh, do you know, um, Viv, because you just shared a, a, about how we're talking weights versus uh, cardio, uh, yeah. but you do it at the same time. Yeah, and I yes, do. it is super efficient. But actually, you do it for other reasons too. Yes. Um, so basically, I um, I found that when I was doing like body split training or focus training, let's say just leg day, mm. um, I would fatigue for at least three days. And 
the first two days would be I'll be super sore so I wouldn't be able to actually train or, or move properly and um, I found that it was a lot more effective to do the full body workouts with the cardio aspect in circuit form um, rather than doing that because I could do this on a daily basis yeah. or I could do it um, up to like let's say five to six days a week and maybe take one day off and I would still be fine the next day to train because you're not you're not pushing like the weight to the maximum where you're just going to be no. sore and out for like three. Yeah. We've all been there. Out for like <laughs> three days and just super sore. You can't do anything. You can barely walk up the stairs yeah, if it's yeah. a leg day, right? Uh, so you do it so that you get a balance of both yes, as well. Definitely. And I just found that it was very effective within the first week of even doing it. I remember when my mom came uh, over in April. And I, I started training at the hotel gym with her and I was doing this style of training. And um, I hadn't seen Mike in, I think, a few days. Yeah, I saw you ever, yeah. And then um, I, I saw him and then literally my abs had popped out like within the space of that time just from doing this training. What? So I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of advantages, but this is not how you train, Mike. No. And um, it's important to, to note, everybody's got this style of training. Yes. And that's, I think, the best advice to give anyone is, is is you have to find what works for you. So when I, with the, with the exception of HIT, which I absolutely love, and I adore HIT because that just works for me in terms of really kind of helping tone up, helping me um, shape up. But when I try to do the style of training that Viv does, where she's combining both and it could be for 40 minutes or an hour, I fatigue a lot quicker. But when I'm focusing on weight training, whether I've gone into body splits or targeting um, two or three muscle groups at the same time, and I'm continuously, you know, ripping out or smashing out the heavy, heavy weights, I can keep going and going and going. And um, I don't fatigue as easy as Viv does when we do that. So, again, I think for me or for many people, it's also a, a psychological thing. It's kind of like, ah, oh, I've got this <laughs> left to do or oh, I'm only at the beginning stage of training. So you have to find a what you can enjoy and then b let the process work you know don't interrupt the process trust the process go through it do the work dig deep i love saying dig deep dig deep yeah. you know, you've got to really <laughs> dig deep and um yeah that's what works for me it's very different to how they've trained yeah but you get bored with that style of training i do because two hours is a very long time yeah not everyone has to do but two hours but. it's because i actually i like to stretch for at least 15 minutes to half an hour and usually with that style of training you actually get cold um, mm. it, and I find that the stretching is not as effective afterwards and mm. by the time two hours is gone I don't want to stretch I just want to leave the gym and eat something <laughs> good point I'm with you on that I'm, I'm much more in the Viv camp <laughs> <laughs> but we've had a question um, from Maytha uh, who's asking about fat mm. and getting rid of fat uh, because she recently uh, saw a dermatologist they, they'd had um, the ad for something that is supposedly uh, froze your fat cells to get rid of them and to, to sculpt the body. So she's asking, does this kind of thing work? Can you actually get rid of fat cells? You can't get rid of fat cells. Um, oh. They just they just don't disappear. Even Everybody's look. hard to say. I know, and you can <laughs> yeah. you can develop a lot more. Yeah. Um, you can your body produces more fat cells, but you can't get rid of them Hang you on. can shrink them they but. can multiply yes they but can you multiply. can never get rid of them yeah i think the figure that i remember when i was doing a research paper was something between like everyone has on average between 30 to 60 billion fat cells but those that are extremely overweight high into the obese factor tend to have close to around about 100 billion so 
and this is why you find if you've ever gone from a stage of being really big to really small, it's very easy for you to put the weight back on with the slightest or smallest of things. You know, whether it's a bad diet. Uh, look, some people can go two weeks of eating something really bad and it doesn't necessarily affect them. The same way that someone else will go and eat two weeks of something really bad or poor nutrition and all of a sudden they've, they've ballooned up really, really quickly. And it's mainly because of these things, these reasons. We need to have a show about this. Yeah. We can't. You, uh, I feel like, okay, hang on. So just very quickly, before we go into a lot more detail next time, what can we do about that? Is there anything to do about that? Start by shrinking the fat cells from exercise. Yeah. Focus on your nutrition. We talked about the portion size of, of things. And also in terms of, okay, we'll, we'll quickly touch on what we said before. You're burning a majority of your calories throughout the day just by being alive. So to enhance that, focus on building muscle. Do not ignore any weight training. Add that to your regimen and get started because you cannot get rid of those cells. You can shrink them. But you shrink them by exercising and watching your nutrition. Okay, Viv, your final tips? Oh, very similar to what Mike is saying, actually. I would definitely recommend um, getting the resistance training in your workouts. You're going to build that lean muscle, which is going to help you burn the fat more effectively and faster. And try not to do too much cardio because you, if you're not eating right and enough um, protein and uh, starchy carbs, then you're going to start eating into your muscles and then you're going to still be storing fats in certain areas. Yeah. <sighs> so devastating but <laughs> very good final <laughs> advice from Viv uh, and Mike here Mr. and Mrs. Muscle uh, we're going to be back again next week with you guys talking more health fitness exercise everything to do with that and more thanks so much for joining us today on Life Beats we are going to be back again tomorrow uh, tomorrow we're going to be talking food we're going to be talking barbecues yeah, uh, and grilled <laughs> meats and it's going to be amazing with Hatem Matar he's going to be with me in the studio uh, we're also going to be talking National Day what are you going to be up to uh, celebrating the UAE this National Day don't forget all our shows will be on podcast you can find them on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Have a fantastic day. See you again tomorrow from 10 a.m. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.